Mid-market-sized businesses are where the true economic action in business really is. They are nimble and agile. They're factories of growth, they lead in innovation, and they're early adopters of tech. These enterprises need the right tools, support and environment to flourish. But sadly, they're often overlooked and undervalued. Not here though. This is the Mid-Market Matters podcast, and I'm your host, Craig West. We'll explore pain points, growth strategies, and how to find the competitive edge. Welcome to SME Radio. In this episode of Mid-Market Matters, we're joined by Brett Levy from Beyond Intent, and we're going to talk specifically about payment, and not just the traditional merchant facility or credit card facility, but the new world of payments. There's a whole stack of new developments in this space, and Brett's going to take through some of those and just talk about how that might apply for your business. Brett, thanks for joining us. Hey, Craig. Thanks for having me. New world of payments. We're talking traditionally in small business, you know, way back, cash, then credit cards, and then came, you know, some debit cards and maybe Apple Pay and a few other things. Now there's a whole range of different things. What's happened there? Why this sudden breed of new methodology? So I think the simple thing is the mobile phone. You know, if you look at the people today and if you look at the entrepreneurs and, and most new small businesses, these are people that do everything on their phone mm-hmm. or let's say mobile device because a tablet obviously counts as well as a mobile device. Yep. Um, these are people that are on the go. They don't have offices anymore. They have desks somewhere. They meet in coffee shops and they transact on the fly. Coupled with that, you also have to take things like Facebook Marketplace, which is where new transactions are happening now. In fact, I actually sold something on Facebook this morning. Yep. We met in a cobbled walkway on the way to a train, and we did a transaction. And he actually asked me, will I take Beamit? So that's one of the payments we can beam talk. It. Beam it. Can he beam me? I was like, well, are we in Star Trek, mate? How are you going to beam me somewhere? <laughs> so basically... To your first part of the question, like why we've evolved or where we are looking at now, um, it's just simply that, it, well, it's ADHD of money. That's what it is. People <laughs> don't have time to sit still. No one has time to verify if a payment's gone through because that's where the problems come with the banks. Yep. You know, it's your lifeblood as a business. You don't get paid, you don't pay. So if someone says they've put the money in your account and then you release the goods, what recourse do you have? Yep. So that need for uh, to, to, to appease the, the instant gratification that's why all these new technologies and new payment methods have come out. I think coupled with that as well, which is some of the smarter tech that we can talk about if you want, is um, people don't necessarily have money anymore. So I'm not talking about cash, I'm talking about money. They're not liquid. Yep. Especially the younger generation who yep. are, let's go big tonight, drop a couple of hundred dollars on Red Bulls and vodka, and then realize they can't actually pay for the T-shirt they need tomorrow. Tomorrow, which is only yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah. So... You've got things like Afterpay, ZipPay. Um, I think Onyx has just come out now as well. They all uh, There's another one, B Payments, that's just I've seen. There's so many like Me Too's. You know, and you think about mm. all the technology. Uber started with the rideshare service, and now there's seven of them. We're seeing that in payments, and each time another payment portal comes out, or another payment service rather, it's just a little bit better than the first one, which we thought was amazing. Yeah. You know? I'm old enough to remember in my business the – credit card machine that the you zip, literally zip machine I remember and not that only too. that but you had to ring someone and get an authorization number and that. fill that in on the form to actually verify that they could pay you i remember going even further back and using those vacuum tubes where we put the money yeah, in the tube yeah, and it went upstairs the, somewhere yeah. to some i suppose some lady with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth <laughs> counting money, money machine right. right is it all about speed though is this all about 
accelerating um, it, it, that, that it's cycle? definitely about speed first i would say in my, in my opinion it's about speed because you need to get that money now or you need to get the services now yep. so let's use afterpay quickly and it's part mm-hmm. of because that's that's really a great aussie success at the moment i mean these guys gone through the roof they're a unicorn yeah. they Absolutely. really are unicorn yeah for the listeners that don't know what afterpay is or haven't experienced it it's very simple you can buy something with four payments fortnightly. That's their model. Right. So it's four and fortnightly. So you can buy something over eight weeks. Now, I wanted to see how low you could actually go because that's what I do. I bought a $15.15 purchase with Afterpay. Good it's not God. that I didn't have the 15 bucks. Yeah, sure. I just wanted to see. And it was approved there and then it was seamless. Um, and then what happens is they work out based on the way you transact how much credit they'll give you. Right. Now, for the merchant, it's a win because if this person doesn't have credit, they now have a way of selling something to them. Yep. Um, even if they do have credit but they're cash-strapped, they don't have to go through the process of trying to get a short-term loan or payday loan, as they call yep. it. Yep. They walk in, they see a Smeg toaster for $300, and they can buy it. Yep. And it's only 75 bucks every two weeks, which is only, what, $10 a day, Yeah. which they've got. So they, they forego coffee to get a Smeg toaster. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's being creative in helping people get what they need when they need it, as well as protecting the person that's supplying it. Just thinking about it, are we creating a debt-ridden, I don't need to have the money, I'll just buy and I'll pay it later? Now, that's that a must concern. create a problem. 100%. Now, I think what's more important, or maybe some of the younger generation, or anyone that's looking at using Afterpay that should consider. Take my example of $15. Yep. I've put a message out to the credit bureaus there that Brett Levy is broke. Yeah, correct, because you can't afford to pay $15. Correct, and I only thought about that afterwards, right? Yeah. So what I did is I went and bought, I bought something I think was like $2,500, and I used Afterpay again, and I paid. Just to show the credit bureau I'm not broke, and I'm a good boy, and I do pay on time. And you pay on time, yeah. So what you've just said, Craig, 100%, we've got to be very careful the messages that we send to to the credit people. But more importantly, if you think about what happened in America, where the Americans are literally paying credit cards with credit cards, yeah. We definitely don't want that here. We don't want to be in a position now where we can just get given credit to go wild with. It's, you, you need to be responsible. Credit comes with responsibility. I've also heard murmurs that Australia wants to get rid of cash, like literally yep. wants to get rid of yep. cash. So I thought that's quite cool because I don't use cash. And yep. I have gone into a 7-Eleven and bought a $1 coffee with a credit card, yep. which you can do. It's not frowned upon. Yeah, absolutely. But then what message are we sending? And then... The more you spend on a credit card, the more credit you get, because that's how banks work. And eventually you're going to get to that apex where you go over the, the apex yeah. and now it's downhill, right? Yeah, it's um, an interesting challenge. Yeah, you've got to come with responsibility. And I don't know who's in charge of that responsibility. Well, ultimately, I think it's both. I think it's the, the borrower, you, the consumer. But it's easy, right, as a consumer to Absolutely. say, hey, yes, free cash. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. But it's also Afterpay and ultimately it's going to be ASIC or APRAS coming in and saying, we've got a problem here because you've sent... 30,000 teenagers broke with this bloody system. It's happening already. And we've got a problem. They have been taken up in front of a tribunal of forms. I did see it on TV um, where the CEO and the CFO or CEO was called up to basically say, mate, you giving away money literally with no responsibility. And unfortunately, and and, and this is just business as well, I suppose, it's always the have-nots that will always take advantage of these. They're the ones that go to the cash converters of the world and the zip. And I'm not having a go at anyone micro lending is micro lending for a reason yep but when you're charging 20 or 30 percent you've got to realize that that person that's coming to borrow 200 dollars at 30 percent 
they don't have it, right? So yep. they definitely don't have $700 to pay it back. Correct. Yeah, that's right. So you're just causing a problem. It compounds the problem. But we yep. can say on the NAS side of payments and some of the innovative stuff as well. I mean, that's the some yeah, of the I'd problems. love to talk about from a business owner's point of view. Yeah. How do we take advantage? There's a whole stack of things you've mentioned already that some of them I've never heard of in terms of payment solutions. How do we take advantage of those as a so business owner? I mentioned Beamit, but let's take yep. a step or two back and why Beamit came about. So it actually started with Apple Pay. Yep. Now, in Australia, ANZ was the only bank that did a deal with Apple Pay. And the reason why they did is they have to pay 1% of their transactions. Yep. Now, no consumers are really going to pay more than they're currently paying on, on transaction fees. You know, when you use a credit card, yeah, it's 1.6%. It. Yeah, it's crazy. Two point, it is mad. Yeah. I, and I must say, personally, I have a problem with that. No else in the world do I pay the merchant fees. It just seems to be here. Yeah. So something we need to get right. They, they copped it. And they got it. And their marketing was successful. Beam it came about from the other four banks. So they got together. That's Westpac, Combank, uh, NAB, and I don't know, maybe the other three. I don't yep. know. Yep. Um, and they put Beam it together on a way of being able to compete against Apple Pay. Right. And their thinking was, well, we don't have Apple Pay. We're not paying the 1%. You can download an app. You can link your um, your debit card or your credit card as, into a wallet, and you can pay people virtually. The problem, and I use the word problem because it failed. In my opinion, it's failed. You didn't even hear it, know about it. And no, we're talking about no payments. Idea. Yeah. Is people don't want more apps. Correct. People want Apple Pay or Google Pay. That's yep. what they want. Yep. Samsung Pay has proved that as well. Samsung came out with their own wallet using the Google model. And no one uses it. Why? Because if you've got an Android, you use Google Pay. Yeah, correct. So the banks bucked the system and now have all capitulated. Now you can get Apple Pay with pretty much everyone. Yeah, yeah, So you can. they wasted... I don't know how many millions of dollars yeah. in developing, marketing, et cetera. And they've all gone back to, to um, Apple Pay. But what it did do is it said it sent a message out to a lot of really cool, clever people that there is other ways of doing business. We can move money using text or geolocations or just tapping our phones together. Um, yeah. The halo ring from Bank West. A very good example of that is the TV show um, Amazing Race. Yep. So they did a brand presence. The Halo Ring is an NFC ring that has a chip inside it linked to your credit card and you can tap and pay with your ring. Great for running around or going out, etc. I wouldn't swim with it. If your finger gets wet and you lose your ring, you've got a problem. <laughs> but they actually did it on the last episode, the last series that we just had of The Amazing Race. So it was yeah, a product okay. placement, yep. but they were actually paying with their ring. With the, yeah. You can pay with your phone, you can pay with your watch. We can go over to China where we can pay with our face. So you can walk into a shopping a, 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 um, a supermarket and they have a camera that sees your face and you pay. Or they use a QR code and you pay. So going back to your question on how it benefits small businesses, as a small business, I can now generate a QR code, which I can keep on my phone. I actually carry one in my wallet. I've got one that I can take payments from anyone using a QR code if you trust it. I can link it to something like Stripe or PayPal or any one of these um, transactional based engines mm -hmm. and I can take money from you. So we can be sitting here and we can go, well, you need to pay me for, so I'm in the services business. I don't sell product, I yep. consult. So I don't carry a credit card machine and I don't have mm -hmm. a storefront, but I can take money from you just from your phone using a QR code. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a little side caveat as well. You mentioned Square, I think, earlier. Mm. Do you know where Square comes from? Do you know the story behind? So I'm, I'm lucky enough, I've met Jack Dorsey, who's Twitter, yep. CEO, he started yep. Square. Square's website's actually Square Up. And the whole story, the, the story behind Square is very oh, simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he the people in the store were going 
to the shops for lunch and they go hey craig i'm going to coles i'm going to buy a sandwich do you want something and you go yeah mate get me a whatever but you never pay me yeah and you said oh, i'll sort you out tomorrow yeah I've, I've only got a credit card so he developed square so that you for could that. actually take a credit card from a mate that yeah, was wow. where it all started then visa spent 400 million dollars buying 20 percent of it and of course it became mainstream yep. as you do and this is now seven years ago it was a little device that went into the earphone jack of your phone mm-hmm. and yep. you swiped your card through because yeah, americans have yep. always used swipe yep and that's where it all started so you could actually take that credit card payment i can tell you 100 reasons why it from a security risk you shouldn't do that sure and that's when he came up with the nfc device and now it's a tap or you can just read it off the phone um paypal does the same thing you have paypal.me so you can send from PayPal to PayPal using a phone number or an email address. So again, you can say, well, I don't have my wallet, so it's fine. You've got an email address. Great, here's mine. Email me. And it debits yeah, your yeah. account. QR codes, NFC, face. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've come across. No, I think that's it. So I got asked this morning, actually. I use my Apple Watch yep, as so an Opal card, right? Yep. So as I get on and off a train, and a guy... As I went through, the guy actually grabbed my arm and, and said, said, "Hey, what did you just do?" Yeah. And I said, "I just paid for the Opal. You know, I've got my Apple Pay." And he said, "I never knew you could do that." So he's standing there as we were trying yeah. to work out how to do it on his on his watch. Where's this going to end up? I mean, I'm, look, I'm a firm fan and believer in human 2.0. So I'm quite happy to have a chip <laughs> stuck into me or neuroscience put into my head or something like that. I'm, so I really am. I'm an advocate yep. of it. Um, I do believe we'll have NFC implants put into us. Yep. Um, so that just use, means I don't need my watch. I just wave my thumb over correct. the Well, you could use your eye as well. Right. So the eye is unique. Now, what you may not know, I can actually tell you another interesting story. For biometric payments, um, there was a case, and I actually worked on this project. Um, for miners, because miners live and work in a very remote area, yep. they can only buy and consume where they are. It's not like they can just zip down yeah. to the coals and go to the local BWS. Westfield, that's right. Correct. Yeah. So these, when there's mining community, and this is from the dawn of time, I mean, even in the 1800s in San Francisco, people set up shops to support the mining yeah, community. Yeah, absolutely. So um, guys were stealing the money from each other and the cash and that because you're in a remote area. Yep. So they did biometric payments. So you could go to the, the local shop and buy your staple products or your booze with, with biometrics, the finger. But people were starting to cut people's fingers off. Because oh, now bad. you can, because the fingerprints. So it was actually an Israeli company that figured this out. Everyone's vein is unique in their finger, the shape of the vein. So they did a biometric reader that uses light that doesn't actually read the fingerprint, it reads the vein. And if you cut a finger, the vein severs and it shrinks. Yeah, yeah. Because the blood supply no, blood is gone. In it. Yeah, yeah. So it won't work. And it, but then they had to spend a whole, com- a whole fortune of money communicating don't cut people's fingers off. Because this is what happens, the vein won't work. This was a third world application, but it's a reality. The point is is that in a world where we don't go around cutting people's fingers off, we could actually pay with our vein or our iris. So I do think it will go that way. Face recognition is a bit of a problem. If you, I don't know what phone you use, but if you use Face ID on like an iPhone, for example, you've got an Apple Watch, you obviously got an Apple. It has its moments, like if you're wearing sunnies, it doesn't always work, or if you haven't shaved for a week, it can give you an issue. So those are things that they'll have to get round. Um, but it will always go back to the eye or the fingerprint or the vein. That doesn't change. You know, your fingerprints wear out as you get older. So that you have to take into consideration okay, as well. Yep. But I think good old NFC, it's secure. You can tap it. You have to double click your phone or your watch yep, when you do your pay. You do it. Yep. So there is still a human intervention. I don't think we can really go much past it. I did dabble in augmented reality payments. 
so you could pay using AR. Instagram's done it quite successfully where they're now putting payment codes inside the visuals of their product offering. So let's say you're the iconic. Yep. You've got an ad on Instagram. It's showing a shirt. Yep. And it's twenty nine ninety nine. Not on the iconic. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I don't think so. Yeah. You could tap it. It takes you straight into the payment gateway where you just select size and pay. So that's still using a credit card or you've linked your card to your phone or whatever. But the mm. point is that they're now putting visuals into payment portals. Yeah. So you don't actually have to go to the website, etc. And then of course they try and upsell you while you're there. But I don't uh, snap with their glasses. So snapticals, as they call them, I think they're on version three now. Yep. They're using augmented reality, and you'll be able to do the same thing. Apparently, I haven't seen them. Um, you'll see inverted commas the overlay yep. and be able to buy it. I think the the final frontier in futuristic payments will actually be that you could be walking down. Let's say you and I, I'm looking at you now. You're wearing a shirt with blue checks on. I like your shirt. I could hold my phone, scan it, will read where your shirt's from and let me buy it. So we're going to be using wow. interfaces. That's pretty cool. Well, that tech exists. Yeah. You can do reading. Um, that, that exists definitely. Google, Google, I think they called it glass or bubbles. Yep. Or lens, sorry, lens. Yeah. That already does it. If you hold it, it says paper, pen, cup, shirt, plaid shirt, etc. Yeah. You'll be able to put the buy interface on there. But we'll still need a human interaction though. So businesses need to get their head around this really quickly. The younger generation's got it though, Craig. They do. Yeah. They're tapping phones. They 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 Absolutely. doing what they need to do. But have you know mid market baby boomer business owners got it as well? Because if they don't, I guess their customers are going to go somewhere else where it's more convenient, easier, etc. Yes and no. So no, because at the moment their customers might be in the same age group demographic. and or demographic. Yep. Yep. So they also don't know anything. Yep. But for future proofing the businesses, yes. Yeah. And that's where. You know, being informed, um, listening to shows like this, getting consultants in to come and tell you how to future proof. Well, I don't like the word future proof. We can't future yeah. proof. No. Look at the fires. Yeah, yeah. We didn't predict this, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what we do, we or couldn't. Some did. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying we, we you can't future proof to the point no. that it actually, you know, you sit there just worrying the whole time. Um, my advice, though, is to, to those people is go and hang out at startup hubs. Go and watch what these uni kids or just, you know, the, the grads are doing. Yep. Yep. They're sitting there, they, 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 their hands are moving the whole time and they're just doing stuff. Find out what that stuff is, like what happened with you with your watch. So in, in terms of a business owner and getting into this space, how do I, where do I start apart from ringing you? Okay. <laughs> uh, look, forums, blogs, forums and podcasts. Yep. I mean, podcast definitely is a great way to learn anything because you can go into a podcast like iTunes, whatever, and just yep. search. Search for that Money, term, yeah. banking, yep. payments, Payment. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you'll find 100. Um Google it, you know, like take one word and just say Apple Pay. And yep. that will take you on a whole journey. You know, we used to talk about surfing the internet, yep. you know, and that's what you do. So you'll start with Apple Pay, a little thing will appear on the side, say, have you tried Zinja? Have yep. you tried this? Yep. And you'll, you'll learn. Go and quickly. have a look at that, yeah. But a podcast is a great way of doing it because you can just listen. And normally there's someone that knows what they're talking about, talking about it. Um, and then... Follow them on Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brett, fantastic. Thanks for coming in. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to SME Radio, proudly produced by Eagle Wave Small Business Podcasting Platform. For more great episodes like this, go to smea.org.au. Remember, if you have a story to tell, we want to share it. Yeah.